Hey, what's up, fools? This is your host, Lauren Leslie, with the Design Tribe podcast, based out of beautiful Birmingham. Yep, you heard that right. We've moved. This is the podcast version of my webinar series you'll find on my website at laurenlesley.com. Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. We'll be discussing all things related to the design side of your online business and interviewing creative entrepreneurs. If you'd like to watch the video version of this episode, you will be able to follow along with awesome slides that I made super pretty, and you'll get to interact with me in the comments. I also go live in the Design Tribe Facebook group if you'd rather tune in there. To sign up for show episodes, go to laurenlesley.com webinar series. Or if you'd like to join our Facebook community, check out facebook.com groups slash Design Tribe Lauren Leslie. Thanks for connecting with the Design Tribe. Let's start the conversation. I'm on Facebook now. Okay, yay. Oh, okay, yay, my first live video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congrats. All right, so um, for everyone who's watching, Charlotte had some questions about art licensing and why I decided to work with an agent. So she's going to ask me just a bunch of questions about um, all of that. So we'll just uh, dive in. I guess, Charlotte, do you want to introduce yourself and kind of tell everyone a little bit about your background and what you're sure. up to? Uh, my name is Charlotte Doris. Uh, I live in Boston, um, originally from Cape Cod. And about a year ago, I just started going um, all in on creating a portfolio to become a surface pattern designer. And I'm just about to sort of uh, put my work out into the world, and I was trying to get a lay of the land. And um, I know Lauren announced recently that she started working with an agent, and she's got the podcast. So I thought, who better to ask? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, you just All seem right. super open. So why not? Well, let's let's find out. Yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm definitely not the expert because I just started working with an agent back in July, but I'm happy to share like everything that. Um, has been going on since then. So yeah, feel free awesome. to ask away. Um, so why did you decide to work with an agent? Okay, so um, for those of you who might not know my background, I'll just kind of go into that and then kind of get to where, why I decided to work with an agent in the first place. Um, so I was a textile designer for seven years. I worked for a rug manufacturer and loved my job as a rug designer, but I always kind of wondered what it would be like to work for myself or getting to art licensing. And I got married back in December of 2018, so just this past December. And my, <laughs> thank you. And my husband had an opportunity in Birmingham, Alabama, which was um, about two and a half hours away from where we were living in Atlanta. And so there were no textile design companies in Birmingham. Um, and it was just kind of, the right time for me to sort of go out on my own and start my own business and try to like actually work for myself for the first time. Um, so my company that I was working for wanted me to continue working remotely for a little while, not forever. Um, so that worked out. So I got to, you know, continue working, you know, for them from home um, for a few more months. Um, so I was kind of able to get through the wedding and all of that. And then in February, I was like, full-time, okay, I'm done. I'm not working for them anymore. I am working for myself now. And I had heard about this show called Blueprint um, that is for surface pattern designers. And I thought, well, this is the perfect show for me to go to. Surtex and Surtex was in February. I didn't have anything to bring to that show anyway. So 
I thought, okay, I have like a few months. I think I can get a collection together and get ready to go to Blueprint in May. So I did that and I exhibited at my first trade show. I had a collection of about 80 to 90 designs, um, which was a good first collection um, to show at, the, at Blueprint. And it went well. Um, it was definitely a learning experience, but it costs a lot of money up front to be able to exhibit at trade shows. And that was something that I wanted to try out and kind of see you know, what came out of it. And I definitely met some clients there and got some licensing deals from that. Um, so that's good. Um, I didn't do any buyouts. There were some people that wanted to do buyouts, but they were kind of lowballing um, mm -hmm. you know, what, what it was worth. So I didn't end up selling anything as a buyout, but I was kind of open to anything because it was my first trade show, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did. Um, I know the feeling. <laughs> right, right. Anything, so, all the yeah. things. <laughs> exactly. Like just somebody give me money. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um, I did end up meeting some clients though, and I have a couple of licensing deals come out of that, which is um, good, but it is slow to like get those royalties in. Um, uh, but you know, the ball is definitely rolling with that. Um, but then in June, I was actually going to a bachelorette weekend with um, a friend in Las Vegas. And so I had already researched this other show that was going on in Las Vegas and it happened to be the exact same week. So, and it, it was a licensing trade show. And I thought, you know, I just want to go to the show and see are any artists exhibiting here? Like, do I need to be going to like blueprint? Do I need to be going to this licensing show? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah. So I was just, I was already there. So I went to the show and, um, I, did not see any artists exhibiting there. I think it's just way too expensive for artists, but I did see a lot of agencies there. And I had talked to some other artists on my podcast um, in the Design Tribe about working with agents. And some of them are all about working with an agent and other artists are like, do not work with an agent. Like they're like against it. And so yeah. it's interesting to kind of see the different opinions. But I decided that based on how much work kind of how much time and work and also um, upfront costs it was to go to the trade show like even though I did get some licensing deals out of it like it wasn't really enough for me to be like okay like I'm ready to spend another like five thousand dollars at Surtex in February so yeah. so honestly I mean it's just so hard like if you don't live in New York to go to these shows or like in driving distance at least for me it's a flight hotels all of that so um mm -hmm. And plus the cost of the show. And so I, I decided to work with an agent because an agent already has all of these relationships. They already know all of the manufacturers, all of the buyers. And yes, they do take 50% um, of the deals they get, but they're also eating their own cooking, right? Like they only get paid if you get paid. And so I like that um, setup about working with an agent. So um, I met a few agents in this Las Vegas trade show. And there was one that stood out to me in particular, just because they actually took the time to like really talk to me and look at my artwork. And the guy actually followed up with me the next week and called me, which like nobody wow. does anymore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so for me, that was really big in terms of, oh, they really want to work with me. So that means they, I mean, it's a business, right? They meet, that means they think they can make money off of my artwork. And like yeah. I had, I had my iPad, I showed them my stuff. They actually took the time to look at it. Most of the agents I talked to, um, a lot of them were super nice, but they were just busy and they were like, oh, go apply on our website. And like, we'll look at it later. 
And so I was just kind of like, okay, like I get it, but I'm here. Like I have my iPad, like where you just like, you know, and I can come back the last day where it's like slow, you know, if yeah. you don't have time today. But um, they were just, I mean, I don't want to say they brushed me off, but they were just kind of like, go apply on our website, you know. And um, I don't know, I think there's just some value in having that kind of like person to person relationship. And it's cool that like, I met, you know, the one agent that actually called me the next week. And um, so yeah, I mean, I debated like, I definitely like, talked to um, my cousin who's a lawyer. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't really have a lawyer. So I'm just gonna talk to my cousin. Uh, but he gave me some good advice and um, going through the contract and all of that kind of stuff. And so I definitely didn't just sign up right away. Like I negotiated some things and, um, but yeah, it worked out. And that was the agent that I ended up. That's so, that's so cool that you had the personal connection right that away. That answers your question. Kind of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it was nice that it just, it said a lot that they were willing to kind of, I mean, they were busy too. Like all of the agencies were busy. So it wasn't like they were the one that was super slow or something. Um, and they, I mean, the agents did talk to me. Like, I don't want to say that the other agents were bad. It's just that they really put, went the extra mile to like, look at my artwork, get excited about it and actually call me the next week. And like, that said a lot to me that they really wanted to work with me. So that's why I ended up going with them. That's super cool. Um, and did you know like where their work, where they'd placed their work before or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I looked at their booth and sorry, do you mean like who, like, yeah, who had bought their designs, basically. Yeah, so I asked them, you know, what retailers and manufacturers that they worked with, and they were just like, all of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay. Great answer. <laughs> yeah, and so sometimes I think agencies are a little bit gun-shy to, like, give you their client list, if you will. Yeah, um, sure. Because they don't, I mean, that's kind of, they have the relationship. That's their leverage, right, is that they want to work with artists because they already have that relationship and they don't want artists to just like take their list of clients and then I don't know, go do their same job. But honestly, like it's a little bit, a little bit silly, I think, because artists, I mean, if you, if you're an artist who wants to work with an agent, it's typically because you want to focus on making art. It's not because you, I don't know. It's not because you can't do it. You know, anyone can go, look at the back of a card and say like, oh, this is the company that licensed so-and-so's artwork. Like I'm going to email them um, with some of my stuff. So, I mean, yeah. anyone can go through that and kind of figure out who to email and try to work with, but it just takes a lot of time. Like the agent definitely earns their share in my opinion. And I just, it's not that I couldn't do it. It's just that I didn't want to keep exhibiting at trade shows because it was such an upfront cost. And like, I don't have some VC firm, you know, giving me a bunch of <laughs> investment capital to like do my startup, you know, I mean, with obviously yeah. with other things that makes more sense. But um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to get into this business because you don't necessarily have a lot of capital to work with up front to go to trade shows and things like that. So I think an agent working with an agent is a good way to get started because it doesn't really cost you anything, you know, like, and they're going already going to the shows. So they're already right. making investment on your behalf. I saw, I went, I attended Blueprint um, this year as sort of a, a fly on the wall to just ask people how they got into it and just to sort of get a lay of the land. And um, people were so kind and like really welcoming. And um, there were a few agents there that had some of their artists um, like sitting at the table with them with their books oh, cool. in front of it. I thought that was such a interesting way to go. I don't know. 
Um, let's see, what else did I want to ask you? Um, how much of your work does the agent have in their collection? Have you held things back? Or right, that's, a, that's a good question. So, <laughs> so yeah, it can be a little bit of a, um, you know, a management issue. Uh, so you just have to be really organized. I use Airtable sure. to kind of keep track of all this stuff. Uh, so yeah. what I did is basically I had a, I had my notes from Blueprint and if a client showed interest in any artwork, I followed up with them and then, you know, they would either say, oh, we're not interested anymore or, oh, like, okay, yes, we're going to move forward with like these three pieces or these five pieces. So I would hold those because I went to Blueprint. I, you know, I made that investment. This is my client that I, I met. So I should get like a hundred percent of that deal if it goes through. Right. And so I held anything that my clients were interested in. Um, anything else I just gave to, to my agent right away to work with. Um, and so I got some, yeah. And then one of my clients like wanted me to add on to, they liked, they chose some things from Blueprint, but they wanted to see some more and like develop a full collection. So then I just continued to develop work that was specifically for them. The things that they chose, they kept. Um, I did not give those to my agent. Um, mm -hmm. um, so for those of you who are watching, basically uh, what she's asking, and we kind of emailed about this a little bit, um, but my agent only represents the work that I give them. So they, they don't own everything that I create, um, which can be kind of confusing. Like when you work for a company, sometimes they, I don't know, they'll make you sign something that it's like, you know, anything you create is ours. Um, it's not like that with the agent I work with. It's like, they're like, Hey, we represent anything you give us. But if you want to work with a client on your own, like you have to keep that separate, like you can't give that to us just for clarity and like for easiness. So that seems great because originally when I was thinking about an agent, I was like, Oh no, but what if I really want to approach this, this small company that I love or something like that? Um, yeah, you totally can. And then yeah. I would just, I would just wait. And then if you get a good response for them, you keep it and hopefully they'll license it. But if not, then you can just give it to the, your agent after that, or after you've gone down, maybe your list of clients that you wanted to approach it with. So yeah, there's definitely both ways of working. Um, it does get a little bit confusing because you're like, Oh wait, you know, I have to go back and like see what they're using or I need to follow up with them and make sure like that, you know, they still want it or whatever. Yeah, so. Or is this fish different enough from the one I <laughs> sold to the agent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It definitely um, needs to be different, but. Mm -hmm. Do you work, do you tend to work in collections? Um, I try to, yeah, I definitely try to work in collections. Um, for me, it's just easier to sell it as a group. And a lot of times yeah. the client wants to, for example, um, I did a fabric collection with um, a fabric company and they wanted to set it up on their website as a full collection so that people could, you know, maybe buy two or three things that all work together. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to work in collections. Um, so it doesn't always work out because sometimes people just want one thing. <laughs> So, and, and I recently did an autumnal collection where actually my agent was like, we're not really, we don't really think we can use these illustrations that you did, but we'll take the patterns. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, but yeah. That is interesting. Okay. Sorry. I'm like <laughs> processing and then trying to think of my next question. Um, let's see. Um, so really when you, when you picked your agent, it, it was more just on a personal connection. You didn't, did you do a lot of research beforehand to sort of. Well, I think from being at the trade show, it gave me a really good idea of kind of who the big dogs were, you know, like 
there was yeah. one agent that had like this enormous booth and like, I know an artist that works with them. Um, and you know, it's like they had won awards, like they were, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know what the right answer is for everyone. Um, I saw her stuff there, but it seemed like it kind of, um, got lost in the mix because they were representing so many artists. Yes. Um, but that could be true of all of them. I mean, there was one agency that was like very online focused and it was like all of their clients could mine everything on their website. And so it was almost like they had less of a personal touch with them and their client. Like, so there were just different ways of working. Um, but yeah, I think that the impression I got from my agent, um, is really kind of what sealed the deal. The fact that he followed up and called me afterwards, the fact that they were so excited to work with me made me feel like, okay, maybe I'm filling in a missing style or a missing gap in their, you know, group of artists that they represent, which is why, you know, it would be maybe good for both of us. Um, but it could go the other way. Like my stuff is actually very different from the artists that they typically represent. Um, my stuff is like, kind of modern, like kind of trendy, kind of weird sometimes. And a lot of the artists <laughs> they represent do like really like cutesy, like wall art kind of things. And it's really cute, but it's more, um, I don't know, it's just a little bit of a different style. It's more like Joanna Gaines style, I would say, whereas that's, okay. not, that's not my style at all. Um, I'm like Urban Outfitters <laughs> if I had yeah. to like pick something. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I was definitely a very different look for this agent out of like the artists that they represent, um, which could be a good or a bad thing. I'm not really sure at this point because I'd really just started working with them in July. Um, but I know that they were really, really excited. So that was really part of what helped my decision. Um, sure. You really don't know who to go with. Um, I did talk to some artists that have worked with them for a long time, some that are newer with them. So I did talk to some artists that have been working with them. And they had really good things to say. So that also helps, you know, just to be able to talk to artists that have already been working with them. And they were like, you know, we love them. They definitely earn like what they get. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's really great to hear. <laughs> yeah, you just, the only thing I would say is like, you do kind of feel like you're losing a little bit of control because you don't, you don't know like every client that agent is contacting for you. You don't know. I mean, you can talk to them and try to set up a game plan. Like there was definitely some um, manufacturers that I was like, I would love to work with this manufacturer, like da da da. And they were like, okay, like we'll try to call them and stuff. But you know, they may also be like calling up like a flag company or something like that. Whereas like, I don't really, I don't know, like whoever wants to buy my stuff, I'm cool with. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not really like the vision that I had for my brand, you know, like to, so, I don't know, you, you lose a little bit of control when you're working with an agent, but they also know like they do this day in and day out and they've been doing it for years. So like at the end of the day, like they're just trying to make everyone money. So I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I want to take a quick break to ask if you love this episode, please consider supporting the Design Tribe podcast by becoming a beloved patron over at patreon.com slash Lauren Leslie studio. Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Your support helps keep this podcast ad-free and allows me to continue creating free content for you. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Let's pick up right where we left off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the things with my work. I'm wondering, like, who, where, where will it fit best? You know, who's actually going to want it? 
you know, I, maybe I want to work in apparel, but maybe it works best for, for home stuff or wallpaper. Right. So it, might be, it would be interesting for me on, on that side to have someone sort of in my corner, like <laughs> telling me where it's working, where it's not. Um, d does the, um, does your agent sell outright or license or both your work or? I, they, to my knowledge, my agent doesn't do buyouts. Um, mm -hmm. Now, sometimes I've never seen them do this so far. Every, everything we've done has just been like a percentage. Um, but I do know that you can license things for a flat fee. So if there is like a particularly small company that you want to work with and they're like, we don't have the infrastructure to like keep up with royalties, that kind of thing, that can be intimidating for a really small business sometimes. Um, and just logistically not, you know, they just don't have time to do it. They don't have the systems in place. Mm. Um, and so sometimes a flat fee is better and then you just get paid up front and they can license it for one or two years. Um, ah. And then okay. you just get paid, you know, a thousand dollars or like whatever it is, you know, for one piece. So then they don't have to worry about paying you royalties if it blows up and is like a bestseller, you might be missing out a little bit, but if it like flops and doesn't sell very well, then like you got probably more than you should have. So it really just depends on, I mean, licensing is crazy. There's like so many different ways you can work um, and everything is kind of negotiable. So yeah, which yeah. is great and also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. Has, has your agent directed you in any way, like giving you commissions for anything? They don't really give commissions. Um, okay, when you say commission, I think of like one thing that you do for one client. Um, is that yeah. like, they haven't really done that. Um, I do know they do a lot of wall art and I have thus far not really been involved in the wall art stuff. Um, and I think they actually produce it themselves, which is why they're like kind of heavy on the wall art. Oh, okay. um, and I think sometimes they did mention that they will give artists like some, maybe like a trend guide or like a brief, you know, Hey, like we see like cows are trending or like whatever it is, you know, we see a cactus or plant house plants or whatever it is. Like, can you do some things in your style in that genre or whatever? So um, I think they sometimes do that for the wall art, but so far they haven't really done anything, anything like that for me. Um, for a particular client. Now, when I worked in my old job um, at, with the manufacturer, we would get briefs from like Target and Bed Bath and & Beyond and like whoever, and they, were, they would show us like their forecast or their trend or you know what they were kind of planning for the next season. So we could work on stuff for that. And then they could just pick it if they, okay. if they ended up liking it. Um, but I have not done that with my agents so far. Okay. It would be good to do though. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I've, I, it seems like um, when I've been looking at some agencies for websites that, that some of the things that they'll say is like, oh, we'll, we can get anything for you if you want it. We'll get one of our artists to make it kind of thing. Yeah, that would be very valuable if an agent is willing to provide that for you and you're not too locked into one particular thing. Um, yeah, I think that would be really valuable if the agent provided that for sure. Um, let's see. We've covered a lot of the things I wanted to ask, but I'm just making sure. Let's see. Um, have you heard of anyone working with multiple agencies? You know, agencies with different focuses. Or <laughs> no, <laughs> seems I like haven't. a lot of emails. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if the agencies would like that very much. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> seems like it. Yeah, I I did um, negotiate down the number of years. They initially wanted to do a five year contract, um, and I was like, that's just way too long because if it's not working out, then I'm kind mm. of yeah, I can go approach clients myself and just like not give them stuff. But if I wanted to work with a different agent, I think um, I'd have to wait for that contract to run out. Um, I negotiated for just a two year contract, to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would switch agents if it wasn't working out just because I, as so far, I do really like them. Um, but I, it may just be that if it's not working out, you know, as well as I want it to two years from now, then maybe I just like try to do everything myself. Sure. And approach clients that way mm -hmm. with the brand. I mean, maybe with the brands that I really see myself working with more, but sure. <laughs> and um, before you approach them, did you um, incorporate yourself as an LLC or how did you approach that from like a liability standpoint and everything? Yeah, so you don't have to have an LLC. Um, they, I mean, I saw in the contract where it was like you could either sign as an individual or as a business. So okay. I already had my LLC just because, you know, I expense things and whatever. Like I had, I had set up my LLC before I even quit my full-time job. Um, and just for, I had done like, you know, freelance projects on the side. I kind of worked nights, nights and weekends anyway when I was still working full-time. So yeah, I already had my LLC set up, so I signed my contract with my agent from my LLC. And it's also just like another level of protection. Like, I'm not a lawyer, so don't take legal yeah. for me. But um, <laughs> the way I saw it was if I did get sued, you know, it's like they can sue your business, but they can't sue if you sign as your business, but they can't sue you and take like your house and like your personal things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I like having an LLC. I think it's my preferred, <laughs> my preferred method. Cool. Yeah. Um, have you had any requests for alterations to your work, like um, different working to certain colors or adding different motifs or anything like that? So I recently just um, signed a deal with um, this girl that works out of Malaysia and she does bags and stuff. Um, and she was asking me if it was okay if they changed my colors, which I was totally oh. cool with because I think they're doing a lot of hand dyes and things like that, which and screen printing, which I totally understand. Um, there's going to be some variance um, in the colors. And honestly, like if they want to do a different colorway, like that's totally fine. Like I'm not real precious about that. So <laughs> I think just from working, you know, for a manufacturer for a long time, and it's like, yeah, like that's totally fine with me. Um, but yeah, and she actually found me on Instagram. So that was like my first deal oh. from Instagram, which was cool. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Finally happened. Good to hear it's worth the time. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes it's a lot of work, but yeah. Cool. Um, oh, and then, um, sorry to answer your question a little bit further. So yeah, so she asked if in the contract it would be fine for them to change colors. But then when I've been working with like clients one-on-one, -on -one, they've asked me to change little things like... Um, I don't know. They gave me a little bit of direction they didn't necessarily ask me to change the color or do anything specific, but when, you know, they would have like small suggestions, like, um, could you turn this illustration into a pattern or, um, you know, could you make the texture line up a little bit better? Things like that, which I was happy to do. 
Sure. And when you give your work to them, is it um, in Illustrator files or Photoshop documents or anything, any particular file types or? I work in both. I used to be like a hardcore Illustrator girl. Like I only worked yeah. in Illustrator just because I didn't want to deal with the resolution. And I think, my, you know, my first job in graphic design was at a t-shirt company and we exclusively worked in Illustrator just, you know, for screen printing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then my last job, nobody used Illustrator. Everyone worked oh. in Photoshop. <laughs> so I kind of had to become more of a Photoshop girl. Uh, <laughs> and so now, uh, and then I finally like bought an iPad um, just this last like May. And so I've been working a lot in Procreate. So that kind of naturally is, goes into Photoshop a lot more easily. Um, but I really like both. Yeah, so I would give them Illustrator files, um, a high-res JPEG, and Photoshop files if they needed it. Cool. Yeah. I just got an, uh, an iPad a couple days ago. And until then, I've, oh, and, and with, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's fun. Lesson. Yeah, uh, I love working Until then, I've been, I've been all Illustrator. But then I'm like, well, I guess maybe you can get different texture effects and things with Photoshop. So I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of if I have any more questions. You basically sold me on getting an agent. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I was I'd almost sold myself, and then hearing you just say, like, you know, I just want to, I want to maintain some creative control, yes, but I also want to make a living, so I can keep making my art. <laughs> and um, it seems right. Like I mean, yeah, they do take fifty percent, and so it is. I will be honest. I, I don't want to like make it sound more magical than it really is. Like it's taking yeah. a long time to like make money, just being honest. Like if I, if I um, didn't have my husband to lean on right now, like I would not be able to support myself. Okay. Yet. And like that was it, in July you, you started with them. Yeah. So and, definitely I did, takes some time. and I did blueprint in May and I did, you know, I do have some deals, but like I haven't gotten checks from those deals yet. Like I've made $0 at this point so far. Okay. Um, yeah. And one of my friends, um, who was also at Blueprint, actually hired her at her first job at the t-shirt company. So she's really cool. And she said, uh, she's a newbie as well. So it's, it's good to talk to other newbies and be like, you know, is this normal? And like, you know, what, what's going on? And um, she said that she had gotten two checks, but it didn't even cover her flight <laughs> to Blueprint. Oh, God. So, yeah. It, I just want everyone to have a realistic expectation that like it takes a very long time. I mean, it takes one to two years is what I've heard to like mm -hmm. get back up to a full-time salary. Now, when I talked to my agent, they also told me they had artists that made like $200,000 a year. So not everyone like that. I don't think that was like the norm, <laughs> but they wanted sure. to, they definitely wanted me to like sign the contract. So they were like, yeah, like we have this artist that makes 200,000 a year, like no problem. But now was like, I just want to be able to get back to my old salary. Like, you know, like I would be happy with that. Like, yes, I would love to make more than that. But, um, you know, if I could just get back to my old salary, like I would be really happy. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll definitely be able to get you there. Um, but you know, it takes a little while. It's a snowball effect. Like you get one deal and then you get three deals and then you get five deals. But like, in the meantime, you're creating a lot of artwork, you know, you're contacting a lot of clients um, or they are contacting the clients on your behalf. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I'll definitely report back when it's, uh, you know, maybe in six months from now and let you know how it's going. Um, but I do want to, I don't want to like give everyone the magical <laughs> 
I don't know. Like I, I definitely thought of art licensing as like a little bit more on like the passive income side and like, Oh, you know, it would be, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm learning a lot and it's slower than I thought it would be. And that can be frustrating, but it is also really rewarding to like work for yourself, um, create the things that you want to create. Um, I do like the royalty model of getting paid. It's just, it takes a while to get up to that point. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. honestly, I was afraid to make any art for myself while I was um, still working my full-time job. Now I would do freelance projects and things like that. So that was obviously like a specific thing for a specific client, but I was afraid to like make patterns for myself because I didn't want any confusion along the lines of, you know, if, did it belong to them or to me? Was it on my personal time or whatever, especially when I was working from home. Um, and so I didn't really make any, I didn't really make any de designs for myself. Not much. Like I did a few, but I kind of do wish that I had built up a collection before I had quit my full-time job. So if I had given, if I could give advice to anyone who's still working full-time, it would be like, go ahead and like, have your, have your shit ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, so the day you quit your job, yeah, you can like contact all the agents you want to contact immediately, like get that ball rolling because it does take a long time to like get paid <laughs> just to be honest. Well, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. And I, I really, yeah, I, I look forward to hearing when you're starting to um, make your old salary and then, and then some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's other ways to supplement. Like I'm doing yeah, some I think, Skillshare classes. Yeah, I think that's all my questions. And, yeah. All right, well. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think a lot of artists have to kind of supplement with other do other things, teach and all that kind of stuff. So I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning from <laughs> people who have been doing this a lot longer than I have. But yeah, I was happy to answer all of your questions and I'd love to keep in touch. And um, uh, where can people find you online, Charlotte? Like what's your Instagram and your website? So my Instagram is Shardor Design. Um, okay. C-H-A-R-D-O-R Design. Um, and I will do some more posting there soon. <laughs> I've just been pedal to the metal, um, making my portfolio and a little scared to share. <laughs> but, um, and um, my gotcha. design. So not ready yet. <laughs> yeah. My design is, <laughs> my website is Chardor Design at, um, sorry, chardordesign.com. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it was so good talking to you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> okay. Bye, Charlotte. Bye. Guys, I also want to invite you to join the Design Tribe Facebook group. I am live streaming here and you'll get a chance to connect with a private community of other designers and artists. And make sure you look down in the description for your freebie. Um, I have created an amazing 2020 trend guide that is 72 pages, so be sure to check that out. You can also listen to the Design Tribe via podcast on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe and click the bell to get notified every time I come out with a new video. I am on Instagram at Lauren Leslie Studio. If you're not following me there, go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for watching. I'll see you in the next episode.
thank you so much for listening to the Design Tribe podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Here comes the part where I need to ask you for a little favor. Help a sister out. Next time you're in iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. Seriously. Please? It only takes a few seconds and it would quite literally make my day. For real, it helps this podcast get found so that other awesome people like you can join the dialogue and connect with each other. And as a quick reminder, you can watch the video version of most podcast episodes too. To get notifications, head over to laurenlesley.com slash webinar dash series. And remember that Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Or check out the Design Tribe Facebook group where I'll be streaming on Facebook Live as well. Have a great day, a great attitude, and a great life. Talk soon.